OTB Rugby. And that's why those of us that aren't cynical but understand the workings see the world rankings as they currently are as very fallible and very loose. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. The Football Daily on Off The Ball. Hello and welcome to Thursday's Football Daily. My name is Cahal Mulani and we'll start with last night's action in Europe. And St. Pat's suffered defeat in their opening round qualifier in the Europa Conference League. Though all is not lost for the Inchicore side, they lost 2-1 to Dudelange in Luxembourg. But a late goal from Mark Doyle has given Pat's hope heading into the second leg next week. Pat's reached the third round of qualifying last season and they're on a good run of form in the SSE Artricity League Premier Division at the moment. And Doyle says he's hopeful his late effort will be of benefit in the long run. We probably didn't show uh, the best of ourselves uh, last night, um, but obviously good to get the goal because it keeps us right in the tie. And hopefully um, now next week with the home crowd behind us, we can uh, we can really kick on and uh, hopefully we can we can go through. Glad obviously to to score to because it kind of helps us now next week um, and it will give us a give us a good chance in the game and um, obviously. Uh, Scoring in front of the fans is class and it's always a great feeling and um, the fact they've travelled here and in their numbers and everything is just it's deadly so um, you know the atmosphere all last night came from only them you know so it was great and the return fixture in that tie takes place at Richmond Park on next Thursday evening. Two more Irish sides are in action tonight in the same competition. First up is Dundalk. They take on Bruno's Magpies of Gibraltar in the first leg of their first round tie from 5 o'clock Irish time. That match takes place at the Victoria Stadium in Gibraltar, where temperatures are currently over 30 degrees. It's a return to Europe for Dundalk for the first time in two seasons, so it'll be a relatively new experience for the players. And manager Stephen O'Donnell says the club's previous European exploits won't count for much. Listen new group you know this is a new group this is going to be a lot of our players tomorrow first time ever coming close to playing in Europe so um, the name sort of doesn't count for loads in regards to previous teams and individuals that have gone by so this is new for, for most of our group playing in Europe and as you said League of Ireland teams you know that this is where we're at this is where we try and strive to progress in a couple of rounds for the financial windfalls that it does take each round so um we're going like all Irish teams. I would say have to play very, very well to progress through through any round. I've yet to see an Irish team progressing by being totally in their comfort zone and playing in second or third gear in Europe. So that game gets underway at five o'clock this evening. Then at seven Irish time is the turn of Derry City. Rory Higgins' charges have made the trip to the Faroe Islands where HB Torshavn provide the opposition. Derry failed to make it past the first hurdle last season when they lost to Riga and Higgins admits this time around it's a crucial game for the club. It's a big game for the club. Uh, we have 180 minutes. They, they, they try and get themselves through so uh, we'll prepare as, uh, in the best possible manner and, and, and go over there and, and attack the game and try and get a, a good result over there. Next to the Republic of Ireland as preparations continue for their World Cup campaign. There's just a week to go now until that Group B opener against Australia next Thursday. Ireland are due to play Colombia in a behind-closed-doors friendly tomorrow and Vera Pau has been speaking ahead of that game. She says they won't be contemplating any major tactical switches in the aftermath of their 3-0 defeat to France in Tala last week. We've been talking about the French game, of course, and, and how to uh, get it better in a way, also to set us up to get into the half of the opponent. And when we are under pressure, how to do that? that is, that's the last steps that we need to work on. Um, but we have had some changes in our team uh, recently. Um, and that needs to settle. And, and we're very close to that. So if you mean that, then yeah, it's sharpening up. 
Now to some transfer news and Everton manager Sean Dyche has made his first signing since joining the club earlier this year. Ashley Young has agreed a deal for the upcoming season. Young and Dyche actually played together at Watford in the mid-noughties and the former England international says his relationship with Dyche was key in his decision to join Everton. I, I know what his, his passion is like, I know what his desire is like. So, uh, he, was a, he was a key factor. The size of the club is another factor. It's, it's a massive club. Um, I think things haven't gone too well in the last couple of seasons, but the manager's ambition, speaking to him, what he wants to do and change the club around. Elsewhere, Saudi side Al Etifak are waiting for Jordan Henderson to decide whether he's interested in a contract with the club before making a bid to Liverpool. It's understood they're prepared to more than triple his current £200,000 a week salary. Al Etifak are managed by the former Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard. Fabinho, meanwhile, is also thought to be the subject of interest from Saudi Arabia. And Cristiano Ronaldo's club, Al Nasser, has been blocked from making any new signings until it clears outstanding debts. FIFA's banned Al Nasser from making any signings for now and the club is one of four recently taken over by the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund PIF. It's understood Aaron Ramsey's close to rejoining his boyhood club Cardiff. The Wales captain is currently at French side Nice but he'll have a medical with the championship outfit today according to reports. Ramsey too has been the subject of interest from Saudi Arabia. And Delhi Ali has revealed he was sexually abused when he was six years old and began dealing drugs two years later. The Everton midfielder has been speaking about his childhood on the Overlap podcast with Gary Neville. Ali says he's recently spent six weeks in a rehab facility to deal with his mental health. The Football Daily on Off The Ball.